28 have been convicted and 912 are still awaiting trial. The upsurge of women in Nigerian prisons has surpassed the growth of male prisoners in the last 20 years. This data is backed by the Nigerian Correctional Services, NCS, and World Prison Brief, analyzed by Ripples Nigeria. Welcome to today's edition of the Woman's Diary on Planet Radio 1.1 FM. It's a beautiful Thursday and it's a wonderful day to be alive. I remain Alice Odo and here with me are the gang members. Udwa, <laughs> Queen, Udwa Ekani and Erunabang Jesus. Good morning, Alice. Good morning, beautiful people of Akwaibum State. It's another amazing morning on the Woman's Diary and I am excited. Alice, your voice was so sitting this morning. Oh my God. Maybe she had Baba Blue. <laughs> Good morning, Alice. Good morning. Good morning, beautiful people of Aquaibom. Good morning. Very excited to be on today's show. Oh, really? I, I sound excited. I don't know about you. You sound very calm, like the queen that you are. Anyway, um, I don't know if we should be laughing about this topic, but our mates are somewhere in the prisons. No, in the correctional facilities. And here we are being merry about life. Is it fair? All fingers are not equal, Alice, and that's why we are here to talk about and shed more light on situations like this. Well, that's 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 very true. And why we shouldn't do things that will put us there. Very true. Okay, so in case you're just tuning in, this is the Woman's Diary on Planet Radio 101.1 FM. This program airs every Thursday at this hour, and we discuss issues in society, especially from the perspective of the women. Um, we have someone here in the studio with us to help discuss this, but um, we'll introduce him in good time. Blessed is he amongst women. Um, I think, okay, well, uh, we've got we have so our producer to, here. We've got you so used to Bright that he doesn't, he count. doesn't count anymore. No, so, sorry about that. But we'll, we'll, we'll fix you up very soon, here. Yeah? All right, so. Um, who has the Amebo for today for us? Well, Alice, this week's trending story is not something that um, we should all, I don't know, be happy about. But then we just have to raise awareness on um, the situations. We've had so many cases of women being missing, you know, taken away or should I say kidnapped or something. That's what has been trending from different parts of the country. Wari, Calabar, Lagos, Abuja. It has become a daily thing. Like, there's no day you don't see something about a girl missing on social media. So, I don't know. We should give advice or security tips. I was talking to Brad this morning and I told him, the fact that I have to be overly conscious when I'm in a public transportation gives me shivers. I have to pay attention to every detail around so that I will know when to jump off if the need be. So, Alice, that's just what's trending today on the internet. People... Aaron, will you jump off? Alice, I will. Ha! Of the moving vehicle. Alice, if, 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 if the need be, I will jump off. I need to see Aaron in acrobatics. <laughs> well, I know fear, fear is a natural um, adrenaline booster, so you never can tell what you can do until you're faced with certain situations. But truly, I wouldn't. Is, is it that it's a trend, or because of the unfortunate incident that happened to Inu Moran, there's been more publicity about it? Because, in all honesty, um, people get missing almost every other day, you know. But maybe people now have realized that oh, with the internet we could throw more light and help families to find persons to find such persons with the hope that they will be found. Yeah, those are one of the advantages. Well, I am not comfortable with one thing. Um, people are taking 
advantage of the internet because when somebody gets missing it goes viral etc etc like the situation of that girl that got missing something like that and In she Calabar. switched off her phone and stuff like yeah. that so it, had, it comes with its pros and cons if you it's, ask me for me it's more like maybe she was cloud chasing i mean why would your phone go off for how many days didn't you go with your charger or inform one person that you were going oh, to be this is where I'm going. Uh, well, this is why when we talk about these things, we also have to remember that we have to put out um, safety information. So don't just do things because, oh, I'm not in the mood to talk about um, talk to anybody so I can put out my phone. Oh, I make want sure, to trend. Yes, make sure you tell someone where you're going to. Make sure. I remember one time, Alice, that I left work and I didn't pick my call. Oh. My mom called the whole world. And I and yes, I saw H.O.P. score. myself. That's not the whole She called you. No, she called everybody. She called okay. Bright, my phone. I came back and I saw thousands of missed calls in split seconds just because I didn't pick my phone one time my mom called. So we should also tell people where we are going to so people don't my worry. My now uses it as an excuse to also check meet me. <laughs> Madam, tell me where they go. And, and they come, no location. And they come, no location. Exactly. <laughs> so that's all we can take for trending stories today. Do well to join us on another episode of The Woman's diary on your preferred dial. Alice, over to you now. All right, thank you, Aaron. Um, thank you so much. So, we had said that um, there's been an increase in the number of women in the correctional facilities. Ladies, please take note. Correctional facilities, not the prisons. And um, we, we, while we're discussing this topic and researching, we had asked ourselves, is it a case of what a man can do, a woman can do better? or there's something that is eating deep into the fabrics of society you know but um beyond just doing the research we had to call someone from the correctional facilities we have here the pro for nigerian correctional facilities acquired bomb state command in the person of asc obaji obaji welcome sir good morning Alice. good morning ladies good morning beautiful people of our crime good morning um you're quite a gentleman um, it gives me hope that if people like you are in charge of the correctional facilities, people will leave there corrected. I hope that's how it works. Yeah, uh, you know, we are trained to correct. Uh, actually, uh, we have a, a different kind of training from other law enforcement agencies. So we are trained, we're actually trained to correct and reform and rehabilitate. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, um, what is the role of the Nigerian Correctional Facilities, we could start from there. Okay, uh, the Nigerian Correctional Service, the, uh, the primary role Service. of the Nigerian uh, Correctional Service is to uh, reform uh, those that are legally interned in a custodial centre by competent uh, 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 court. So, yeah, so um, what we basically do is we reform and we rehabilitate and also reintegrate these people back to the society. So it's more like um, uh, what to call this place, like a reform, rehab, 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 yes, a rehabilitation center for women. Mm-hmm. At least we've seen throughout our research that women for people in for society. people for, in society. But today we are going to be focusing on the women because based on some research we have seen, we have found out that the increase in this correct, um, the increase in females are actually higher in this correctional center. What can be the cause of this? Will I say drastic shift? Okay, uh, uh, before we, like Ali said earlier, we have um, about 1,200 female inmates across the uh, nation. And coming down to Akwaibu State, we have a total of 117 uh, female inmates in Akwaibu in the four, okay, uh, three correctional centers in, uh, in Akwaibu State. We have about uh, 72 in, in New York Custodial Center. Then we have 
31 female inmates in the correct Benning Custodial Center. Then we have 14 in the Eket Custodial Center. The only center that we don't have uh, female inmates is a Korabasi Custodial Center because actually that facility was constructed. The time it was constructed, there was no provision for female inmates. So we have a total of 117 um, female inmates in our Pueblo State. Okay. Um, would you say this population is at par with the male um, um, inmates? No, 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 not at all. Uh, compare compare the number of uh, female inmates we have to the male uh, the male uh, counterpart. You see that the number is very low. Uh, we have uh, more than two thousand uh, inmate population in Ampaibo State, and out of that uh, two thousand over two thousand uh, inmate population, we are having one hundred seventeen female inmates. That's okay. about uh, a little eleven percent. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah, so um, in total, we have about two uh, percent. As in, um, in in the Nigerian Correctional uh, Service. Okay, but two um, percent still. Um, w- would you say the history so far, from say two thousand to now that is two thousand and two, it has been? At two percent, I read the time when it was one point four. Actually, there, there is an increase. There is an increase, and um, uh, maybe one of the reasons for that increase is, uh, will I say, the lack of. Uh, job opportunities for the female folks and uh, and pressure from the society and you know that we recently we are having more uh, female uh, becoming breadwinners in their families so i think is pressure from the society is actually what is leading to this increase of uh, female population wow um well, um, in case you're listening to Ross, this is Planet Radio 101.1 FM, and this is the woman's diary we have here with us in the studio, ASC Obaje Obaje, who is the PRO for Nigerian Correctional Facility, and we're discussing the increase in female inmates in Nigerian Correctional Facilities. Not just, and then this thing is not just peculiar to Nigeria as a nation; it's a worldwide thing. But we try to narrow it down to Nigeria so that we can get to the root of the matter. We're not saying that. Um, Prisons are for our male folk alone. Yeah. We are just wanting to find out why there's an increase in the females over time. Um, you can listen to us in case you're you're not um, you're outside of Aquaibom. We're streaming live on our Facebook page at Planet, our verified place, Facebook page at Planet One Hundred One FM Uyo. You can drop your comments there, or you can do well to call us on this number zero nine zero two. Two two three one zero one one. I'll take that again. Zero nine zero two 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 three one zero one one. Any question you have for the ASC, I'm sure he'll be very willing to answer that. Okay, so we'll just um, go back into our conversation. Okay, you talked about um, pressures from society. What are the most the cases that brings in the most women into these correctional facilities as correctional service? Okay, you know, our discussion, I'll have to narrow it down to Apaibum because this yeah. is uh, the area of uh, our jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, in Apaibum, the um, the most common uh, crime that uh, we always uh, witness when it comes to uh, female inmates, uh, we have the case of uh, child trafficking. Wow. Uh, um, about 80% of the female inmates in our custodial centers, they have this um, case of child trafficking, child um, stealing and 
trafficking. So I think uh, basically in Afaibum, that's the major um, cost of uh, um, this um, incarceration of women in uh, our custodial center. Then we also have this uh, issue of um, uh, family disputes, like um, land disputes, you know, we have uh, this in the families, um, you see these people, they are coming, bringing them, uh, police will go and arrest the, the entire family, and you see some of them are women, actually, so this uh, issue of land dispute is also a, a factor, and uh, we also have this issue of stealing. We have stealing, uh, you know, stealing. So some women are into stealing. Um, another issue is um, domestic uh, violence. You know, violence, yeah, domestic violence. Actually, when I was uh, to your custodial center, it happens that we have this uh, particular lady that uh, actually killed the husband. Uh, wow. So um, mm-hmm. when I tried to, you know, interview her, I got to know that as a result of domestic uh, violence. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so okay. we have that issue. Also, we have the issue of uh, women that are into drugs. Uh, women are into drugs. You see them hanging out with their male friends. You know, uh, they are into Ooh, drugs. Uh, yes, drugs. yes. So uh, you know, uh, during arrest, they will arrest all of them, and before you know, they will bring them into custody. Okay. Um, when you spoke about the role of Nigerian Correctional Facility, you had explained that um, it's supposed to house, let me use that word, um, people that have been convicted by a court of jurisdiction, yes? So um, we're saying that everybody currently in your facility as an inmate has been... Um, What's how how do I explain? Is passed through the process. Has passed through the process, proper yeah. process. Yeah. There are no pending cases. There are no. Um, they've gotten their what is due them. Is that what it is? Okay. No. Actually, uh, we have uh, a, a, a large percentage of these women are, are waiting trial uh, inmates. Uh, we have their waiting trial inmates. Those are their cases are still pending in courts. And um, but for you to be uh, in custody, you must have passed through the, the that's the point of arrest. As the police, you pass through the court before you now be brought into custody because there's no way will accept anybody without a valid warrant. That's what we call warrant. That warrant is what permits us to keep such a person in our custody. So you must have a warrant. That means that you've been to the court. So we have those are convicted like, for example, in New York, we have 72 female population. Out of that 72, it's only 14 that is a convicted okay. inmate. Alright, let's take yeah. this call. Hello, good morning. Okay, um, sorry, do well to call us back. 0902-223-1011 I want us to throw light on the issue of um, women who either are pregnant or have nursing babies as at the time that they were sent to your facility. Is there any um, special treatment that they get? But before you answer that, we would have to take this call. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. Yes, please. Welcome to the Woman's Diary. Your name? Oh, do well to call us back. We would really love to hear your opinion. So, sir. Okay, um... There is this uh, notion that uh, whenever you see a pregnant female inmate in custody, people will point uh, fingers uh, to the officers, you know, uh, and I just want to use this opportunity to correct that. Uh, okay. It's uh, very, very impossible for um, a male officer to have a contact with a female uh, inmate. It's very, it's impossible. It's just like a camera passing through the eye of the needle. Wow. Because um, there's actually a, a street separation of the, where they used to ha- house this uh, uh, Women and the male, there's a male session. So, uh, and me as an officer, for me to even get entrance into the female uh, unit, that's the wing. 
you must have um how will i put it there is a process as in you can't just go there alone it's it's somehow official as in you go in with a whole lot of other officers there we have the person in charge of the female men that will open the gate there's actually a gate separating the the male from the female so for you to get entrance into the female wing Quarters. yes you must take due uh, permission and it must follow due process and it's not only you you can't just go there alone there are other officers that were accompanying into that place i just want okay. to correct that notion because whenever they see a female inmate pregnant they say ah, those waters they have impregnated that person but it's not true <laughs> okay so those who come with their pregnancy yeah yeah you know how women, do you women them? by their nature some women they will not even know that they are pregnant even at the point of arrest when they are being brought into custody but there's what we do immediately they are brought into Study, we take them into the what we call the record office, and inside that record office, we try to do take their bio, uh, biometrics and um, their data. We try to contact their relative, then we'll do all that and um, take down their this thing, their health condition. So, we actually we, we, we take them to our infirmary for pregnancy tests. Okay. That's where some of them used to, uh, they get to know that they are actually pregnant. Okay. I, I can see, I always see that uh, shock, you know, on their faces. So, so those, uh, what we do, we now start giving a special treatment. Um, those that are pregnant, those, those that have given birth in a custody, we used to, um, they have a special kind of treatment. They have a special kind of treatment. Okay. So um, we make sure that we provide for them. And now it may interest you to know in the new um, Nigerian Correctional Act, there's a provision for crutch in every uh, uh, custodial center. And we're also making provision to have um, um, uh, female, that's exclusive uh, female um, um, correctional centers. Wow. And that is different from, so that we don't mix them together with uh, the male, the male, uh, the, the, the male kind of, I'll tell you the reason why the management of the Nigerian Correctional Service have decided to do that because we've seen cases of um, during riot or uh, jailbreak okay. this uh, male does this male inmates so we, we force themselves into the uh, female uh, wing you know uh, we have all kinds of abuses and all those stuff so so now we've initiated that step I think um, we have cricket we have one in um, in a do the one in Adamawa. So okay. we are trying to spread it to other parts of the country so that we'll now remove them entirely. They have their own separate uh, custodial centers. Would, would you say that um, the correctional facility has the um, all that is necessary to truly rehabilitate inmates and make them same members of the society again incorporate them back into the society without having them return back to prisons sure i don't uh, sure sure i don't know if you have been to uh, any of our custody centers yeah yeah definitely sure. um, so uh, we have uh, different kinds of uh, uh, treatment programs there we have um we have those are into skill acquisition we have education in custody as i'm talking to you we have a whole lot of uh, these inmates that are uh, they are they are they are about to sit for their gc in custody we have those that have graduated we have those that are proceeding to um, this um, national Open university so um we we actually we empower them because our 
primary role is to make sure that we rehabilitate. That's why they are why the the pre, sorry the correctional center is more like a, a recycle plant where we recycle human beings. So and you know um, in every twelve there is always a Judas. It's not everybody that will reform that will be a good ambassador. There are some people that we call them uh, they are you know recidivists. Those that are they are just born to commit crime he, after rehabilitation. Returning Yes, yes. They will still come back. They will go back. They, in fact, they prefer to live in the correctional centers. They don't have Free any rent. other. Yes, they don't have any other place to go. The moment you release them, they will commit a minor crime and they will bring them back to the district. So those kind of people, we tag them, we know them, we tag them, we call them the jail base because we know that definitely they don't have any other place to go. The moment you release them, they will come back. Then, but we. I, I, I would say that we are 100%, but at least I can give ourselves 70% when it comes to rehabilitation. I like the sincerity. Yeah. <laughs> I like the sincerity and transparency in the conversation. Okay, how do you deal with um, female inmates who have mental health issues? Are there any, should I say, medical services that are given to them while they are in these correctional facilities? Okay, we have uh, medical doctors. Like I said, we have our infirmary. There's a small clinic in every custodial center. There's always a small clinic inside that place. With those that have uh, mental medical conditions, we what we do is that we try to refer them to a secondary, um, um, a tertiary facility outside, um, and also we try to um, engage the services of uh, psychologists and uh, psychiatrists that will help them. You know, to see how we can treat them. Uh, but we don't actually have those kind of uh, inmates in Apaibom here. Uh, we, have, we used to have them in a big uh, custodial center like Enugu and in Lagos and uh, Kujie. So, but if we have that kind of uh, case here, we normally refer them to um, a tertiary facility where they can get uh, proper treatment. Beyond the plan for, beyond um, the plan to set up, um, you said kindergartens, so to say, yeah. what happens to the children? Do the children remain with their mothers in the correctional facilities for as long as those women are going to be there or the, um, the state has a way of um, maybe if separating you are done them. of separating them okay. once they win them if they are done breastfeeding to yeah. a certain age and then they'll yeah. take them so that those children can have maybe a balanced life or something okay the law only permits for 18 months in custody those uh those uh, in uh, those children, those infants, they, they can only stay with the mother for eighteen months. That's um, um, anything exceeding that uh, eighteen months. We will now look for a relative. If there is no relative willing to take those um, um, children, uh, children we will not take them to the welfare. We have a, a collaboration with the state, Apple State uh, Ministry of uh, the Women Affairs and Social Welfare, where we can take those children so that they will be there while the mother is in custody. As soon as the mother is out, so we. Re- Reunite them with uh, with the with the with the children. Uh, that's that's, oh, wow. they, uh, that's, that's but, wonderful. But they can't stay more than eighteen months in custody. Okay. Yeah. All right. Because they didn't commit any crime. Uh, Apparently, they didn't commit any crime. <laughs> they came into the world. <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, Okay, so um, thank you so much for explaining in details. And uh, in fact, you answered some questions before we even asked them, especially the part of the returnee inmates. Okay. You said um, 70% are rehabilitated completely. Uh, yes. No, no what, what I'm saying, I mean our capacity to yeah. rehabilitate okay. these inmates. Uh, like I said, there well, are people that... Is there that... any statistics that says, okay, out of um, the 1,000 that has passed through the Nigerian Correctional Facilities nationwide, we have a case of um, 900 or 800 of them going and 
becoming something useful in the society without ever having a need to return back of course so we have them even in our problem here yeah, we have so many just that i don't have the statistics with me here yeah, but i can give you examples like uh, in lagos um, the best uh, uh, student in the national university in fact he has enrolled in a phd program was once an inmate in a um, uh, curriculum maximum in lagos and wow. so uh, he is the best in fact he has competed with those outside and he actually excelled um, and it, the federal government has to award a scholarship to uh, for him to go into his uh, PhD program. So he uh, was once our student, an uh, inmate. Uh, so we have uh, in our problem, I have uh, I can't just mention their names, but we have those that we've empowered them. Those are into tailoring. Those have open. Uh, they have these uh, barber shops. A whole lot of them. They are doing well. They are doing well. Uh, uh. Oh, this is um, quite make me want to be the way he talks about the correctional <laughs> facilities. What has Rosie yeah. as, um, 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 I'm saying it because <laughs> the mere fact that you are denying your freedom mm-hmm. that is is not easy, as in for you to be denied your freedom. Somebody will tell you when to come come out, when to go in, you know, you are denied um, heterosexual relationship, you know, a whole lot of things. You don't have a to uh, you know normal life you know freedom there is no freedom yeah. so I, so that's the law that alone will make you to it will make you not to commit crime <laughs> and going to that uh, we've watched yeah. a lot of gory documentaries about what life in the prison is like you okay. know we hear that um, the government pays a certain amount for food per inmate for a day or yeah they don't get a quarter of that you know people would relatives still bring in food for those who have relatives that are still interested in them how much effort is put into making them as comfortable as possible even within the correctional facilities today are they entitled to three meals a day are they entitled to constant water a decent um, sanitary environment you know and, and things like this Okay, uh, before I answer that question, I would just like to, to let you guys know that, um, you know, comparing the life in custody and that of the, uh, the one outside, uh, we, we, we won't just, uh, the, the life inside custody uh, won't be better than the one outside. That one is true because um, look at the, uh, the, the Nigerian society, the system, is a system. And uh, so the system, you know that, look at how the society is. There are people that cannot even afford to come in outside the custodial center. Then, now coming to the custodial center, you know that the government is providing for these inmates and we have a certain amount of money, uh, uh, amount for uh, their food and other things. So, um, and these things are, are contracted outside. It's not even the Nigerian Correctional Service that take care of their food. It's, it's been done by a contractor, someone that supplied this food, and they mess cook this food by themselves. All we did, all we do, is to supervise them. That's the way the system. That's how the system is, is being run. So, um, the government bring this food. Um, the contractor bring this food and supply it, and we supervise them. And uh, there are people that are actually living better than those that are outside. I can assure you that because for you to be in a custodial center and you have three square meal, you have three square meal. The food may not really be like your normal food you get in Mr. B's. Uh, I mean, um, crunchies or any um, of the fast food. Yeah, around, not, yes. it may not be like that, but it's, it is a it is a basic food that is suitable for somebody to survive, as in that is, is it has a balanced diet. Okay. Okay. Can you give a brief expose of what a typical day in a correctional facility looks like? 
<laughs> I don't know how to start. Um, um, the moment you are brought into custody, you know, you are now um, um, inside the wall. We call it inside the wall. So um, your life is restricted. You wake up in the morning. You are being kept in the in the cell, and you have it's like a normal like boarding school. Uh, you have uh, time to wake up, time to sleep, okay. time to be locked in. You know, time for your recreation. You know, and for those that have pending cases in court awaiting trial, you have time for if it's your court date, we take you to the court, we bring you back. Just um, they, we they have uh, they are, the guys are enjoying themselves inside there because apart from their freedom, like I said, there is no other thing that is bothering them. There. Yeah. Apart from freedom, eh? no, they, they have, have time for recreation. Some, actually, by the time you come, you see them playing football. We have a football pitch. Those that are into table tennis, they have the table. They have a whole lot of recreational facilities there. And uh, for the female, they also they have the chapel for your religious activities. When they have time for their religious activities, they go in. They you know they, they, we are the minister. We bring in men of God to talk to them from time to time. So, apart from freedom, they have a normal life. Are the women entitled to um, sanitary pads and all of those? Sure, sure. Uh, I don't don't, don't know know know, the public perception of the Nigerian Correctional Service. You know, sometimes I used to laugh when I go online, I see some pictures about the Nigerian Correctional Service. I don't know where they used to go and get those pictures. You see people pack like stonefish inside a particular one cell. I'll be asking myself, is this the same Nigerian Correctional Service I'm working that these pictures are coming from? I say no. So how not, many people mm, per cell, mm, and what's the size of an average cell? Just like a dormitory, it's, it, the cells are like dormitory. You know, they have bunk, they have bunk. You know, double bunk. It's some. So it's, they don't sleep on the hard floor. No, no, no. Okay. The only thing that is that by the time uh, we have, I won't deny the fact that we're having problem of congestion, and sometimes when. We, do, we have excess, like during the lockdown, we have um, so much about, we have so much uh, admission. We make sure that we provide mattress for them. We have mattress, they have mattress. Then during the cold uh, um, weather. Uh, weather, we provide blanket. Government will send blanket, blanket to them so that they can cover themselves. So I, I, I don't think, in fact, I'm very sure that there is no particular inmate that sleeps on a bare floor. There's no particular inmate, there's no inmate in our Bible man, in other command. Okay, that um, that has knocked the wind off my chest. Um, I, like no, no, I said, Alice, I, I hope, you're, I hope you're open to that thought that I've asked. Of course, of course. It's, it's going to be on a day that I choose, so it's not like you'd have to go and clean your house. <laughs> no problem. problem. <laughs> Alice, I see what you're doing, and I like it. I see you believing. What what uh, during um, there is a program we used to organize. Um, um, rehabilitation program for uh, programs for them. Uh, uh, last um, December, we there's what we call inmate rehabilitation concert. We used to organize every Christmas for them, so that it, it kind of a jamboree party for them. We organize party, and we used to bring in journalists, you know, friends, and they will come and see their performance. Those that have graduated from the primary to the secondary school we issue them certificate that day. So maybe uh, any day you choose, yeah, um, I will be willing to take you around this uh, custodial center. Okay, <laughs> I, I, I I look forward to having yeah. that um okay so ladies um we need to round up so what questions do you have if you have any okay. and then Aaron, please do prepare to read our social media comments if there are any available okay my last question what is the longest a female inmate has stayed in a correctional facility 
I, I don't have that uh, statistics, but I know uh, there are some that are sentenced. We have life. life we have life. Um, those are life uh, sentence. We have those are committed uh, murder. We have those have uh, depending on the nature of the crime. We have those are fifteen years. We have seven years. We have those six months, and just depending on the crime. Uh, so standing on Udwak's question, I think um, I I, w- I would like to find out: Is there any? Um, is there any preferential treatment given to women in the courts, maybe before they are sentenced, or because this one is um, based on the agenda, because this is female? If a male were to commit this crime, they will be charged, say, a lifetime in prison. And then if um, a female were to um, commit the same crime, they'll say, because your female will give you a lesser sentence. Is that possible? Okay, um, from my knowledge of uh, the crim- uh, criminal code, uh, I don't think there is um, a preferential treatment for ma- uh, male or female. Criminal code is criminal code. So, depending on the the, the, the gravity of the crime, uh, uh, there is an appropriate um, 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 punishment for every crime. So, if you are a woman, you've committed a crime, you will say because you are a woman, you've committed murder, they will, they will give you two years. No, murder is murder. Whether you are a woman or you are a man, Murder is in where the, the criminal code specified the punishment for that. So there is no preferential treatment. Uh, the only thing is that we in the rehabilitation handling this uh, inmate, we, we, we have to give preferential treatment to the female folks because we know because of their peculiar nature. Uh, like you said, women are, you know, they are somewhat complex in nature. So we have to give them that uh, uh, preferential treatment, you know. Okay. Uh, we don't really need to be uh, harsh. Uh, we are not harsh. We are not okay. harsh. Yeah. That's what I mean. I don't really need to stress them so much. Uh, okay. um, Give them right. that professional treatment. Okay. We would like to apologize to all those who tried calling. We've had a couple of calls, but I think due to some technical issues, we're not able to pick them. We say we are sorry. We'll um, attend to your calls next week. So do well to call us next week. Okay. So um, what word of advice do you... Oh, we have one more person who is trying... Oh, sorry, and the call was lost again. Um, what advice do you have for members of the society with regards to your office as the PRO for Nigerian Correctional Facilities in one minute? Okay, um, just, we're giving uh, you free publicity. <laughs> Shoot your shot. <laughs> uh, I advise that uh, you have a loved one in custody, you have to support that person, you know, show support. Um, it helps in rehabilitation, and it helps in rehabilitation. You don't just abandon that person because there is always a second chance. If that person is a second chance, visit that person regularly, support that person so that during the time of uh, reintegration, the person can actually be properly reintegrate back to the society okay. and I also want to also use this opportunity to appeal to NGOs and faith-based organizations to also remember those in custody you know support the, they are still our brothers and sisters they have committed crime it doesn't mean that um, they are not uh, human again we have to give them that uh, second chance okay all right so um Queen Udwak you have a woman of the week ready yes a woman for the week is ready okay so shoot okay since it's justice day <laughs> We're talking justice. Our woman for the week for today is Honorable Harriet Balogun OON. She is a Nigerian lawyer and the first Attorney General of Nigeria. She is an accomplished legal practitioner with an inspiring and fulfilling professional career. Honorable Harriet Balogun left an indelible mark on the Nigerian profession in Nigeria. Okay. 
Way to go. Okay, we like women like that. Um, first, you said first. Uh, first attorney general. Attorney general. Wow, that's of Nigeria. That's, that's a tall task. I, I, I'm wondering if there's a first or something that I can still do. <laughs> you can be the first attorney general in Akwaibo. <laughs> first female attorney general. You know, I checked that and I didn't see anything. So you can be the first. Okay. Now that's, I have to go back to school. Before I'm done, someone else would have taken it. But there's still hope. <laughs> I know other people who can do that. So, um, passing short, Aaron. Well, I'll say... Talking about this correctional um, service and facility sounds really interesting, but doesn't mean you should actually go out there and do certain things because we're talking about it now and it looks like, oh, like just like what he said, life in there is different from the kind of life you have there. So please say no to any criminal offense that will take you there, be it any gender, male, female, young, old, teenagers. Do the right thing always like the good Nigerian that you are. Okay, so um, Queen Udwak, what do you have to say? The validity of um, one's character is tested to what you do when no one is watching. So be accountable, be disciplined, and please don't go to jail. Don't go to jail, <laughs> even if it's free rent and free food. Don't go. <laughs> everything, everything sounded so nice. Um, I was like, wow, okay, okay. okay. Jamboree party, okay, okay, but then no, no, please. No. Okay, no so. to crime. All right, then. Okay, so this is the size you can accommodate on today's episode of The Woman's Diary. We hope you've learned um, not just one, but two or more things. Um, avoid crime. We don't know the reason behind women more. There's an increase. Okay, now we found out that there are certain reasons that has caused them the, the surge in women being incarcerated. Um, we can put a stop to that and say no to it. And we're sure that the society will be better off. We need our mothers to be sane with minimal or no crime record whatsoever and it will make for healthy children healthy children make a healthy society so um, we wish you a lovely thursday um the rest of the day's broadcast promises to be very interesting at 11 45 we have um, the bbc sports at 1 30 we have oman bishop kp who will be here shaking the microphones and so on and so forth don't touch that i'll plan it on 1.1 fm do have a great day